Should I not be doing more X, Y, and Z? The answer to that will always be yes. Should I not be doing more content? Yes. Should I be doing more PR? Yeah. Should I do more networking on LinkedIn? Sure. Should I be more tweeting? Yeah. Should I send more emails to old colleagues to uh, stay in touch? Yeah. The answer to should I be doing X professional activity or more of X professional is yes. But you'll fucking kill yourself and get nowhere if you attempt to do everything that say, wouldn't it be good if I also did blah? And then if you extend it from work to your personal life, your children, your husband, your family, and you add all the, wouldn't it be nice? Shouldn't it be? Couldn't it be good if I also? You cannot. Like, you'll die. You'll explode. No human can hold that many should-haves and could-haves and would-haves. Yeah. an interesting conversation earlier today about content and building a personal brand. And so I was asked, hey, I've been thinking maybe I should invest more time in building my personal brand. I get invited to panels once in a while to podcast. I've done a bit of content, but maybe I should do a lot more. But then again, I wonder or should be my goal in all of this be, is this really the best use of my time? And then I was asked, well, I also wonder with you, Steli, I mean, you've done a tremendous amount of content to drive the business and business growth. But today, for instance, you have a personal podcast. And I wonder, how did you decide to do that and invest that much time in it? Does it feel like it's accomplishing your goals? Or like, how did you decide to do something like that? Trying to find an answer to should I do more content? And should I try to build more of a personal brand or not? And I really liked that she asked me this in a thoughtful way. A lot of times people that are wondering about building a brand and doing content, they already jumped ahead over the fundamental question of what would be my goal here? Like, why would I want to do this? Is it really something I should be doing? And they instantly go to some sort of a, well, how do I get it done? And I talked a little bit about it. You know, I'm always such a unique case that in many ways I feel bad about giving people advice around content because it's just not usually applicable the way I did it and the way things were for me. Like every SaaS CEO that I know that did a ton of content worked way harder at it than me. I have been very consistent. I've created as much, if not more content than most SaaS CEOs, but it was much easier for me to do than for them. Like net, net, the amount of time. Same thing with keynotes. Like I would just spend an hour to two the night before when other people would spend three weeks as one of their main projects preparing for a keynote. I always had an unfair competitive advantage when it came to content. I start doing it. It instantly worked. It was easy. When you do something that comes easy, to you and you see success, it's very energizing. Like you just want to do more of it, right? So it creates like a very good kind of wheel that keeps going. Then a work podcast, I was like, I fucking love doing that podcast, but why? That is a completely different project. It is energizing, not draining because it's mostly about capturing this special time in my life in a very raw and different way. And honestly, my experience of it is like having a coffee meeting with my best friend every day, talking about literature or 
or shooting the shit about the world and life or just, you know, talking about my latest psychosis, you know, whatever it is, but it's like, it's interesting, it's stimulating and it's fun. And we had had sessions where I came in with a pressure to perform or I felt like I didn't create anything good lately. So today I should. And then it always was exhausting and very difficult. And I've had moments of a little insecurity about it. Oh, should it be bigger? Should it be better? Should it be this? Should it be that? But that net for most of the time, I'm just having fun, right? I don't really care. I operate, we record and we work on this in this twilight zone between pretending there's nobody else than us. And then at times realizing, no, this is sort of like a, we do it for ourselves, but also for the world. And there's a small group of people that actually listen. It's kind of good. Sometimes it's terrifying, right? The other day when I got a message from an old friend that she was listening and sharing it with other people, I got a little terrified for a moment. <laughs> I'm like a little jolted into, no, what, what, no, you're listening to this and then you're sending it to other people. Like, is this really a good idea? I'm not sure, right? Like I do get sometimes this, this little panic that I realize, oh shit, there's people that I know really well and respect and I had forgotten that they know me and they are listening to this. That is shocking, but it's just fun. You know, one interesting thing about the podcast, because I had many, many moments that as a desire to serve, but also as the desire to be seen, like I'm a storyteller, I'm also a performer in some ways. And these kind of talents and traits lent themselves ideally to personalities that really want to be seen, that want to be on a stage, they want to be admired, they want to be looked up to, right? All these things definitely check off for me. Audience reaction. I want an audience reaction and I want an audience, right? In the past seven, eight years, I've never felt more intimate than now. I never felt like having a smaller audience than now, right? There's been no talks that adds to it, but also this podcast is much smaller than my last podcast. And I used to do these YouTube videos and tons of content and would get 30 emails a day, 40 emails a day with people asking me questions and wanting things from me. And now that number has gone down drastically. A good amount of that is now captured by the marketing team from other channels. Some people still send emails, but you know, it goes to different people in the organization, but still I get less of an audience response. So I feel much more isolated in that way. So I do have moments and you know, this better than anybody where I've had a bit of a panic of, I need to be bigger. Like I'm not big enough. I'm not serving enough people. I don't have a big enough audience. I should be way bigger than this guilt that I am slacking off, that I could serve a lot more people and I could create something much more significant. And here I am fucking around with my friend talking about fucking I'm Bukowski's friend, although he died while it was 10 or something, right? Like that shit. But today, as I was thinking about this question of hers of should I build a brand? Should I create content? I was pondering this very podcast and I was thinking, you know, what's cool about this podcast is it's not building my brand. At least I'm not doing it to build my brand, but it is building my character. Like this podcast is helping me build more character. And I thought many people try this in reverse. They try to build a brand and then a character. That's a really fucked up order, right? Much better when you've developed the character and then the brand happens and the fame and whatever. And I've had this a little bit, you know, when I got my little bit of a taste of fame, going to events, having people want to take pictures and having a line of people waiting to get an autograph from me. Like I've got a tiny bit of dip the toe into fame of being recognized on the street or in airplanes or in places. I've gotten a bit of all of that. None of that made me go nuts is because I ate shit like 30, 
23 years before I got to that point. So I had a bit of character. It was not that easy for me to lose myself in that kind of bullshit, right? And in my own bullshit. But this podcast now, weirdly, although it's not a period where I'm venturing into creating more Steli FD personal brand or building bigger audience or creating more content, it doesn't even feel like creating content, although I record more than I've ever recorded before. It's just, we just don't publish most of it. But it feels like I create zero content, right? Because it's not really content in some way. But this podcast is character building, is also art, is being creative. It's also friendship. Like this podcast is our friendship, our unique relationship, conversations that I could have with no other person on earth than you. And people get the benefit of whoever the fuck listens to this gets the benefit of getting to know me as intimately as you because it's a conversation I'm having with you. In no other format could you hear me and get to know me as openly, as raw as a conversation that I have with you, right? No interviewer, no Steli FD five-minute video summary would ever give you me as fully. And so I thought, you know, first you should build your character and then you can like, then the brand thing, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't happen, but it is built on the right kind of foundation. I started reading a book about finding the self through yoga or something. It was recommended in some other book from Richard Schwartz, the creator of Internal Family System Therapy. And so I thought because Richard Schwartz recommended this book and it said yoga and finding the self and I've started being a yoga practitioner in the past three months or something. I thought, ah, I'll get that book. Started reading it. So far, I'm not loving it, right? It's fine, but it's not like been amazing to me in this reading. But one little thing the author is talking about in that book is these spaces and places that we go in transitionary periods of our lives, right? Sometimes you're in a very specific period, like maybe when you just became a parent, it's a transitionary period from being not a parent to becoming a parent. But then, you know, once you've been a parent for a little while, now your child is like one years old between one and whatever it is, you're in the period of being a parent of a young child, right? And then you become the parent of a teenager. That's a transition to a totally different phase. And eventually children move out of the house. You're a parent, but you don't have children in your household anymore. Totally different phase, right? And, you know, people go through midlife crisis when you're 40. It's sort of like maybe most of your life is behind you or you're in the midway point and now the end is much clearer inside. And so he was talking about these meditation temples or like yogic special temples that would be set up and designed in a way as a special place for people that are going through a transition in their life, right? And these places have certain hallmarks. He even breaks it down. I don't remember all of them, but it's like a new and different environment. So it's not your everyday kind of environment. So you can have fresh thoughts. You can experience yourself freshly, but it's still an environment that feels intimate. It's an environment of great acceptance, no matter how confused you are, no matter how much you want to change, no matter how radical your thoughts or ideas or emotions are. It's a place that holds a great level of like empathy and acceptance for whatever it is that you're going through. And it's a place to both be challenged and inspired by others that are going through this phase or that have gone through this phase and can inspire you and guide you through it. But at the same time, a place of great self-reflection. So being with yourself, seeing yourself more clearly. There's a bunch of other things, points that he's like, these are the hallmarks of a place that you would want to visit to go through a transition period of life, like a vehicle. It's more of a spiritual vehicle to get from one shore to the next shore of your life. And in most societies, we don't have these places. We don't think about these transitions in life. And so when people get into these stages in their life today, maybe it was always true, but today, definitely lots of people struggle and stumble. It's difficult to transition and become a different person and end up in a completely different place in life. And as he's describing this yogic magical temple, I was thinking that's the podcast. The vehicle of this podcast 
is the transitionary boat that I'm on from the shore that we started to, I don't know where the shore is going to be that we're going to end up. It feels very much like that. It has all these little hallmarks. I can be different here. I can experiment, but I'm also seen. I'm supported. Great acceptance here. And on one hand, 80% of what's happening in this podcast is me having self-talk. Like it's just me having a monologue with myself because I'm so unfiltered with you. It's my inner dialogue spoken out loudly for the first time, right? There's zero filtering. And at the same time, there's you seeing me fully. And then once in a while, you'll ask a question or you'll challenge. It'll open a question for you. It is my meditation temple in the mountains is what this podcast is. And so it doesn't have to be a meditation temple in the mountains, but this is it for me. And so I was talking to her about this stuff and I was telling her, listen, ask yourself, what is the main driver for asking this question right now? And if it is something that's external, like, should I be doing more of this? Look, other people do more of this. Wouldn't it be good if I did more of it? If you're in that world, it's very different than it was something that you feel comes from the inside. Like you have ideas for content. You write down little notes. You feel inspired and excited about recording something. You find energy when you're contemplating different ideas. If it's something that comes from the inside, explore it, follow it, find out. But if it's one of the shoulds, should I not be doing more X, Y, and Z? The answer to that will always be yes. Should I not be doing more content? Yes. Should I be doing more PR? Yeah. Should I do more networking on LinkedIn? Sure. Should I be more tweeting? Yeah. Should I send more emails to old colleagues to uh, stay in touch? Yeah. The answer to should I be doing X professional activity or more of X professional is yes. But you'll fucking kill yourself and get nowhere if you attempt to do everything that say, wouldn't it be good if I also did blah? And then if you extend it from work to your personal life, your children, your husband, your family, and you add all the wouldn't it be nice? Shouldn't it be? Couldn't it be good if I also? You cannot. Like you'll die. You'll explode. No human can hold that many should haves and could haves and would haves. Should I be spending less time caring? Like most people will not ask these questions. Most shoulds are these. Should I do more or should I do something I'm not yet doing but others are doing, right? The answer to that can always be yes. Sure. Could it possibly be good, Ramin, if I spent more time on LinkedIn, connecting with people that are writing to me there, looking through interesting people and writing to them. Could there be an alternative universe where that could, after 10 years of doing it, lead to something good? Sure. Yes. But fuck no, I'm not going to do that, right? No, that's dumb. Now, there's some things that are easy like this, but there's other things that are difficult. I don't think anybody's above this shit. Like it takes a lot of practice to get less and less into this. But even for me, like Twitter, for instance, like there's many things where it's easy for me to say no. There's zero itching going on inside of me that's like, ah, you should be doing. Like I stopped doing podcast interviews two years ago. I still get maybe like three invitations a month or so. It's just no. On every podcast interview, the answer is no. And I have zero trouble with that. I have zero anxiety. There's not a moment where I thought, oh my God, is this going to lead to my ruin? Is nobody going to care about me anymore if I keep saying no to all these podcast requests? No, I don't care. Like I have zero anxiety. Now, when it comes to Twitter, for instance, at least twice a month, I have a moment where I think, motherfucker, I need to be more active on Twitter. I'm not tweeting enough. I know what it takes to become huge there. I know it exactly, but I'm not doing it and I could easily do it. I'm just lazy. I just need to do it. I should do it. Look at all these idiots. Look at all these awesome people. I need to be one of the awesome people, but I'm not doing it because I don't want to. And I'm not really inspired to. And this is the other thing that I told her. And this is such a powerful framework. It 
it's powerful because it's simple but not easy. It checks off on that sanity check. Does it give you energy? That's the fucking money shot. That is the question. Is this giving you energy or is it zapping your energy? If it's an activity that gives you energy, it almost doesn't matter if you suck at it. Because if it gives you energy while you do it, you will do it so much if you don't stop yourself from it that eventually you should get okay at it, right? Eventually you get good at it. If I love tweeting and I just tweet it like a crazy person, like a maniac, like I'll get somewhat good at it. I might not be the greatest, but I'll get pretty good. And along the entire time, I was fucking hyped. I was having a great fucking time. The more I was tweeting, the more energized I was, the more better life was, independent from the results. Fuck, fuck yeah. Like, why shouldn't I be tweeting all day long? And most people that are that energized about something and do it that much will get really fucking great at it. So does this give you energy is a beautiful framework for will you get good at this eventually? And all, not only will you get good at it, but how will you get good at it? Will you get good at it and sacrifice your soul on the altar of greatness, your life? Are you going to sacrifice, like, because you can get great at things while hating them. That is possible or way slightly disliking them, but you just sacrifice yourself. You just brutally force yourself to go through something that's destroying who you are. It's killing your life. You could do that. But what we're talking about, if you do something that energizes you and you do a shit ton of it and you have shit ton of energy and you get really great at it, you also are creating an amazing life for yourself because you constantly are doing something that fucking gives you energy. So by definition, it gives you pleasure. It jolts you. It enlivens you. And when you are getting better and having success while at the same time having fun, that's an incredible wheel, like it's a credible flywheel because the success is then also very energizing and very inspiring, right? And that inspiration and energy leads you to do even more and that gives you even more success. That's an amazing flywheel. Most of us are trying to climb mountains, doing activities that zap us of energy. We're like, everybody else seems to be doing this. I should also do this. And... I don't like doing it, and it exhausts me when I do it, so I will have to find force and punishment and guilt and shame and performance-enhancing drugs, like people will take Adderall all day long or cocaine or alcohol or caffeine or whatever, nicotine or sugar. They'll pump themselves up with stuff because they feel so horrible because the shit they're doing all day long zaps them of all this energy. They have to resupply somewhere cheaply and quickly. So they just fucking eat like crazy or they drink like crazy or they fucking on pills or on some shit. And they're just sacrificing life to get on the top of this mountain to do what now you're at the top of a mountain you fucking your legs are broken your face is smashed in you just sacrificed 10 years of your life and suffering. it's a mountain you don't like and it's a mountain you hate and the view sucks balls for you but people down there will say wow steli is up there awesome fucking a that's awesome great other people will other people would have liked to be at the top of the mountain. That's the whole reason you're doing all this shit. You are fucking slaving your life away. You're whipping your back all day long. You're both the slave and the slave owner. And you're crushing your life and your soul because other people might say, Oh, I would have loved to accomplish this. Awesome. 
My congratulations. But that's what many people do. You would just would, and I've done this many times in my life, especially when I was younger, chasing these mountaintops, never asking myself, do I really want to be there? Do I like just because no, everybody else seems to want to be at the top of the mountain. So let me just get there so that other people will admire me. And here's a milestone for you. We talked about this the, the other day about this question of what would happen if five years from now, I look back at where I am today and I haven't changed. I've always talked about this framework that I get really nervous when a year has passed and I don't think I was a total idiot and I, that many things I said and thought and felt I disagree with. They always felt to me like that means nothing really, no evolution has happened this year. No real growth has happened. So to me, it feels like this was a wasted. And this is very still very true today. But I had this conversation with a friend about what if that didn't happen? Why is that that bad? Aren't you already pretty fucking dope? Aren't you already awesome? It's nice if you get even better. But pretending that who you are today is worthless unless who you are keeps dramatically improving, changing, evolving is very devaluing of you today. Like, you're already pretty fucking awesome. You're already somebody that's deeply loved. You're already really creating lots of value for lots of people. You're already good the way you are. Now, it's awesome and exciting if you get better, but if not, why would that be the end of the world? Like, you're that would mean that who you are today is not, is worthless unless it's improving. But who says that that's true? And I've been pondering this. And then spontaneously, out of nowhere, I had a moment a week ago where for maybe the first time in my life, I thought, if this was it for me, like if for the next, I, I get to live a, a long, good life, I get to live to my whatever, 80s, 90s, but I don't get more successful financially I don't get more successful business-wise. I don't get more well-known or famous. I don't create art that's more admired by anybody. I don't do anything that seems remarkable to me, like I become a fucking monk or like something that would seem cool to me or interesting to me. None of that happens. It's just this. But I keep living a life where I love the people in my life, exploring the world, and storytelling and myself. I keep creating things, writing stories, paintings, recording things, brainstorming, attempting to do a movie with you that fails miserably, like just whatever. Like I just keep doing some shit. I do this podcast for another 30 years, let's say as an example, with the same listenership. Like it's just zero growth. And so like we all get old together. It's like the same fucking, you know, whatever, 52 to 200 people per episode that listen to this forever. Like, this is zero growth. I thought, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, I, the thing that matters to me is that I am alive, that I live, that I do interesting things, that I create the best stuff I can create, that I'm engaged in the most interesting things I can engage with, that I live as good as I can and love as good as I can. And then if just status-wise, this was the peak it's not just like a, a, a one stop on my up and to the right exponential growth, never stopping going further up on the chart. No, but it may be, what if this was the peak and now it's going to tail off? It's going to be fine, but this was, uh, this was it. More success in some measurable way would not be found in my life. For one moment, and now for a week or so, I've had this vibe where I thought, 
I'm okay with that. I don't know if that's going to happen. And I'm sure that anxiety or that voice in my head that's like, let's fucking rule the world will keep coming back because it's also who I am. But I've never even had this experience ever before in my life where I had moments where I thought, well, this is fine. If this was it, suck my dick. Like I'm not yet. And, and now I'm talking to that voice that would make me go, are you crazy? Why would this, is this enough? You lose it and be like, suck my dick. I'm awesome. It doesn't matter. Like I want to do now, if you told me I'm just going to be like watching TV all day and like waste away my life. No, I'm not okay with that. That would terrify me. But if I don't accumulate more fame, more riches, more status in some way, external, even if it's, oh, it, his life totally changed and now he's an artist and lives in the desert, like anything that I find to be at least interesting to the general public, none of that happens. It's just wherever I am today, but I'm, every day I love, I live, I explore, I create, and that's it. I was at the peak of my success at a point, and now I'm just like having an okay life and, and no like greater and greater success. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It, this is not terrifying me, and it's never been a thought that did not terrify me. Like as long as I can remember the thought of not getting more successful, richer, bigger, better, the thought of that was absolutely terrifying. It's the first time like for a week or so now that I've been testing this jacket on. And I'm like, ah, this is dope. I don't care. Like, I want to do cool shit. And if I get famous, awesome. Everybody knows I love admiration. I love an audience. But if not, it's not the end of the world. Like, I'm, this is not a scary monster under my bed anymore. Like, I'm not scared of that monster anymore. It's just a teddy bear. It's not a big deal. That's nice. That I've never had that yeah, before. It doesn't even sound like you. It's also more freedom, yeah. right? It feels almost as if I am claiming more of my life for myself. Not in a way where I go, I'm going to be most selfishly, hedonistically chasing pleasure. Because that's not it, right? It's not like, how do I make my life easier or more enjoyable or pleasurable? That's not it. It is a, I am living this life and the only true responsibility I have is to myself experiencing life as fully as I can. I want to be famous, but I want to be doing the dope shit that will make me feel admiring of myself, that will make me the groupie and the fan of my own life. Be like, mm -hmm. this is dope. This shit is awesome. That's what I want. And that's what I feel a responsibility for. And not living my life for, for society or for the world or for others or for what people will say and how history will measure me and living for my legacy. I'm like, fuck all this shit. I want to claim more of me for me. And if that leads to great external validation and if other people enjoy the shit that I want to do or that I'm interested in, I will love it and I will go, I knew it. I always knew I'd be world famous and I'll give a speech on why I always knew I would be most famous person on earth. That's fine. But if that weren't to happen, but I am a fan of what I'm doing and I am a fan of the way I live my life, that's fine. That's cool. I can live, I can die okay with that. I'm happy with that. And I've been on this track of moving more and more, being more and more okay with 
living my life and being more more authentic, living a more authentic life and being less reliant on the world, so to speak. But this is a this feels at least in the moment like a significant step for me because I didn't think myself into it. A million little things all led up to this. It's not like it was one moment, but I've never had the thought imagining having envisioning my future in this way and just shoulder shrugging going so that's also cool like i don't care yeah let's see